0: Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar of Scanline Media.
1: I'm Kyrie A. Page of also Scanline Media.
0: And uh, we have some unfinished business with you, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. First of all, your name is too long. It's
1: quite long. It, it, typing out that acronym every time. Every time. Have some beef.
0: It's uh you know, I guess it is all on the right half of the keyboard. No left half. God damn it. God damn it. I can't tell my ref from my light. But
1: Yeah, all, uh, when you're right, all of them are I, I just I looked down at my split keyboard to check. <laughs>
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a third a reasonably tight group, I guess. The S is kinda out of the way. But believe it or not, this actually doesn't help you type it faster. That's not how typing works. No. We left off the middle of talking about some characters. We've gone through Catalina, Charlotta, Nier, and Cagliostro, I believe.
1: Yes. Um, we, and how they, like, we, are like, we talk, basically those are our mains, followed by two top tiers that are, one, I, I much prefer to fight Cags, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's it's two top tiers, both that are, like, you know, set play zoners sort of I mean nears near's everything. That's nears everything. Problem. That's her problem. Um but
1: But there are other characters.
0: Yeah, and it's not, you know, we are hitting the characters where we think the changes that we've noticed or the the new context we've noticed in Rising makes them interesting. Um obviously the whole cast there's things to say, but we we played the first game and we had those thoughts at the time
1: for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Who you want to start with?
1: Uh, let's talk about, like, so you put Percival on this list. I haven't had mm-hmm. a, a lot of chances to mess with Percival. I have fought a couple Percivals, mostly because, um, mostly like, Percival sticks in my memory, is because his joke weapon is a big baseball bat that makes um, metal clanging noises when you get hit by it.
0: Uh Percival, I just want to take a moment to shout down uh the changes to Percival. Um because it's really rough what they did to that boy. Um first of all, like just all of his like stock based stuff is worse. Like it, mm-hmm. his mechanic by the way is that he like can build up like stocks and then burn them to uh like power up moves. And they've made all of those things worse, all of those powered-up moves worse. But the most egregious thing is that his his just stand unique is, uh, like, a combo command throw, right? It's a command throw that doesn't do any damage but then sets you up to be comboed, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. doesn't work? Uh, if you are in the corner, you get a combo. If you do it in, you know, mid-screen, it does zero damage, and then you recover and you can't hit them it doesn't do anything
1: that's unfortunate because that seemed like that was part of percival's game plan from the beginning was Mm -hmm. getting that grab and then getting stuff set up for like combos
0: it feels like they did this by accident it's such a dumb idea so I don't know what's going on. I hope the first big patch changes this because I mean I don't need Percival to be scary. Percival could be kind of scary in the first game, but like this is sad and bizarre. Percival's sad bizarre adventure. Um <laughs> <sighs> Moving on, another character who has been uh changed this time for the better in uh, in rising is
1: sores right mm-hmm. sores um sores is like your he's your big punchy rushdown character in this game of swords and spears and shit like that um mm-hmm. and he's like I, I actually was earlier today i was getting some matches in uh against a b-ranked sores who was pretty good um but soris is just like a lot of fun but they did make one change that made him instantly more viable uh mm-hmm. so he has this mode that in i believe in vanilla grand blue uh you would spend 100% of your skybound meter and all his clothes would burst off and he would be in a fundoshi and that would be it and he'd get a bunch of buffs right
0: mhm
1: uh but now once you're at 100% meter you can activate that and not have to spend it
0: yeah um making it a making it a, f- a free if he has the meter and you know obviously he has to be low health cuz it's a super skybound um i think takes this character who as you say he's the he's the fist character in a game of 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 weapons and so he has some I, I don't think his range issues are as bad as you as you might imagine, just saying that, but his mm-hmm. issue is that all of his attacks that have range end up being a little unsafe. He sort of has to lunge in. Um, and I think that this is just a way to make him more interesting, more fun, and more viable, because he was, like, he wasn't bottom tier, but he was low tier in, in base game, so.
1: Yeah, that was, like, that was a smart change because, like, like you said, you still have to be at low health in order to activate this. But it means that, like, you can get into this powered-up state without having to spend, technically not have to spend a resource to do so. That gives them just a better better odds in the fight. Because once mm-hmm. you're out of that meter, it's like... What, like, the Super Skybound art, as it exists in the game is there to either, like, confirm, you know, confirm around or even things out, you know? hmm But I am glad for Sora's. I'm glad for, um, just, like, in general, because he is, like, a he is fun to fight against.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish he was less fun because he's a creep, and I don't like playing creeps, but... He's fun. So what can
1: you do? What can you do?
0: Vera, I don't like. I actually don't have that much to say on changes. I don't mostly know the changes. It's just sort of like, I don't know. I had fun with her in near my, near the end of my time in verses, and getting to play more of her in Rising has been a good time.
1: Yeah, I've kind of also <laughs> I've picked her up as my secondary character as well, um, which is funny considering her relationship to Catalina. Um, extremely funny that my two mains are basically the, like, well, one is a toxic lesbian, and Catalina is mostly just, is Catalina just, like, clueless, or is she just, like, nonplussed? She's forbearant, I would say. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, but Vera is a lot of fun. I do love, um, using her command grab to get into that ascended state, Um, it's not quite a... It's not her win condition, but it certainly helps a lot. Um, and... I don't know, she's just, like, a lot of fun, um, as a character. Um, her... Like, her projectile option is sending out that little fairy. Um, which is not that strong of an option in my experience, but it is good for set play, and, um really forcing your opponent to block.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good Oki tool, but part of the problem, I think, that that she faces there is that the idea was you'd have to block that and then she could 50-50 you. Um, and the removal of 50-50s from this game, <laughs> for the most part, is a little rough for her because there's no universal overhead anymore. Mm-hmm. I think she suffers for that change. Um, and obviously she can't, like, use it to set up the command throw because, like, throw immunity from block stun is really generous in this game.
1: Yeah. You have to be, like, really specific with the timing um, with that, and even then, it's like you have to, like, you have to make someone really respect your offense in order for that to be, like, an option. hmm But when you get it, it feels really good. To, like, land that it throw and get into yeah, what that I've, state.
0: What I found, though, is that most people end up just having to use the super to transform. Which, you know, you get enough meter in this game. That's not that big of a problem.
1: Yeah, you get, like, over the course of, like, a round, you basically get two, two skybound arts, like, in a round.
0: Yeah, you, you get anywhere from, like, 200 to 300 meter if you're spending it as you get it. Mm-hmm. So
1: but there's some there's some new characters in this game it's Um, true there are um let's talk a little bit about uh siegfried first sure um yeah siegfried is like how do i best describe him he is a gorilla with a sword
0: yeah gorilla shoto is how i've how i've tended to describe him
1: I do like he has like a fire wave like wave attack that um I find that like I ha like you can catch people like you have to super jump over the EX version, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and forcing people to like get into the like making people jump in this game, like his jumps are really dangerous in Grand Blue, just in general, mm-hmm. because like if you get counter hit in the air, like that could be fifty percent of your life, like right there.
0: Yeah, it's it's he's got really good like one thing he has that I think every other Shoto envies actually, which is funny because you wouldn't think he would be the best zoner, right? And like strictly speaking he's not but he has the best projectile because the goal of a projectile is to force people into predictable reactions right and mm-hmm. like as you say his ex fireball um i think it's i think it might be his old fireball actually his old fireball you have to super jump um he's got uh, like a fireball that has multiple hits his light fireball you cannot roll through it's just like he forces you to to respond predictably so he can punish you in a way that is really effective
1: yeah also he he seems pretty cool like i so I know very little about grand blue lore, but like i don't know he's a not an edgy sword man, but he, like he is like he's an angsty sword he's man. an angsty swordsman, and that's just that's just mm mwah, perfect,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh he he's you know, his super is getting upset about all the people he's lost. Um he's
1: kind of a dork. Yeah, he's kind of a dork, especially considering like I think half of those characters are like characters that you can play as in this game. I think in his flashback, Mm -hmm. which is really funny. One of which is coming in DLC, I believe.
0: I believe that's correct.
1: It's like Siegfried, you don't have to (laughs) He'll be back. It's okay, buddy.
0: Yeah, um, he's he's got a very good DP um, that works well on combos. He's got a very good like I don't know what t- what type of move to call it, just sort of the big windup slash that's good in combos mm-hmm. and also is like he has various versions to make it like more or less risky to try and spot dodge it. Um, he just has a lot of like good like combo tools and moves that are very often not that unsafe. Or are safe, and uh, he's very fun to play. I feel like he is one of those characters, he's, he's, like, upper high tier, right? He I don't think he's top tier because, you know, characters like Nier exist. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like he's a character that they should, they should raise people to his level, not lower him. Right. Is my general feeling.
1: Right because he has like he ha- he has basically all the tools that you would need to like deal with just about any scenario but he's not like his while his offense can be overwhelming there're just enough gaps in it that you feel like okay there are ways through the matchup.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: He also is an Arxis's grand tradition of giving Dragon installs to, you know characters that aren't so bad guy. He can, he has an install state.
0: It's even called Blood of the Dragon. It's a Dragon install.
1: That's right. Although it is his um install is interesting because like you actually like his five U does like you gain these stacks of they call it manegans apparently. Mm. Um okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Dust Loop page, but like it causes like self damage. Um which is interesting. Um but it is like it's part of like sacrificing a little bit of life for a little better offense. Like is an interesting way to use like no other character in the cast I think uses their life bar in this way. Uh well, uh, Avatar Belial does. <laughs> right. That's why he has combos that are like fifty hits long. hmm That's because it, it costs him a lot to do those. But mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's it's interesting to look at like you can see on Dustloop, you can see the tier list, and there are things that people generally agree on, and there are things that people do not. Um, one of those is Avatar Belial. So interesting. Some people think he's ridiculously good, some people think he's ridiculously bad. I think it goes down to how much, how risk-averse you are, frankly.
1: Mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't, I also haven't seen a lot of Avatar Belial's, like, on ranked, but it could just be, like, the level that I'm at, but also, uh, Avatar Belial is the only character that can be touched to death, (laughs) which is very funny to me.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm sure we'll get more in DLC, but (laughs) I'm sure they'll get somebody broken.
1: I mean we're about a week away from someone who I can almost guarantee you <laughs> will have. Some... I don't think
0: you'll be able to touch a be- death her, but she'll be I won't enjoy fighting her, I bet.
1: We'll talk about Make her. it. Make it install. Oh god.
0: <laughs> if they let Yogotaro ta- like give feedback, I'm sure. Uh anyway. Anyway enough, enough like not that subtle shade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but then there's another there's another uh, new character that this is part part of the base like base game of Rising is Anila, Mm-hmm. An- yeah, Anila is a wolf in sheep's clothing.
0: She's, Anila. Anila is a sheep in sheep's clothing.
1: Yeah, but she's basically Terry Bogard. <laughs>
0: Okay, you are oh, you're doing a legendary hungry wolf thing. I'm doing uh please buff this lady. <laughs> please buff
1: this, Yeah, she needs to be buffed. Um but Adela is very funny. Um she is like she has a lot of moves that, you know, are akin to Terry Bogard, but she has her own identity, of course. Um but she's also just one of the funniest characters because her projectile is just summoning a bunch of sheep, uh, which is mm-hmm. very funny. Um, she also like, this is a thing that is specific to like the Japanese voice performance, but she basically talks like an old man um, with the way that she ends her sentences in Ja, which is a very old like, in in anime is very stereotypically like associated with like old characters. Um, but of
0: course, her voice actress is a young peppy lady, so
1: exactly. um she has some of the funniest hit animations as well because like she I Anila, like to me speaks to like the so the animation for like almost all the characters in the original grand blue game, um, were really fantastic and they only got better over time. and Anila mm-hmm. is just so like. Like characterful and expressive, and they're really flexing on this engine that Arxis has been working with for several years now. At this point,
0: mm-hmm. the sheep look so good. The sheep are so cute. Um, uh, and also, I mean, she's so like obviously her context from Grand Blue is that they have a character every time they do like a you know you're the zodiac, right? Um, the Chinese zodiac, and so she's you know you know you're the ram. And her, like, therefore, like, all of her stuff is very, like, festival-themed. She's, like, she, all of her moves are, like, she is, there are some straightforward attacks, obviously, but, like, you know, there's always, like, a, a special flourish, like, she's doing a performance. Yeah, um, like. Which makes it very fun.
1: Yeah, like, her unique attack is, like, she basically spins her halberd around um, in multiple hits, but if you do the last, like, kick attack, it's punctuated with this drum beat. Um, which is, like, one, just, like, a really cool, like, audio touch, um, but, mm-hmm. it, like, adds to this idea that Anila is putting on a performance, um, while she is fighting. Mm-hmm. But no, she's just, like, she's so cute, she's so fun to play as, um, like, she also has, like, the funniest, like, sweep in the game, because it's so absurdly long,
0: She's just, you know, listen, you see characters with spears, and very often it's like, okay, but if we gave you the full length of your spear, that'd be busted, right? Well, well she gets at least one move, where she is extending her body fully, and then her spear fully, and it's just like three-fourths of the screen.
1: <laughs> there was a post on co that I saw, like, when she, um, like, I think it was from the beta, or something, or, like, when the game had just come out of someone who extended the pole to full screen. <laughs> it's like, this is fair, right? <laughs>
0: It's funny because her her just regular soup has regular skybound art. She can confirm it at any distance off that sweep.
1: Oh my god!
0: Because of the vacuum.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: It's pretty funny. Um, but she also has like. Here's the weird thing: is this game, especially, I mean, any any fighting game in the early days has character people who are who are downplaying right who want to come in here and be like no my character isn't that good right um and you're getting a lot of that in grand blue i think people are are very like the personality of this game is so strong that people feel very strongly about their mains and thus are very often here to give you some uh like some bullshit about how they're not that good right Mm mm-hmm Anila might be the only character I've ever seen. The only time I've seen a character who is obviously low tier and has a bunch of up players. People who are mains were like, no, she's really good, you guys. Try her try her command jump. And I'm like, okay. This is fine. What are you talking about?
1: The command jump is a little obvious. Um like I I've been able to pretty consistently smack like Anilas out of the air from it. Um uh-huh. but
0: or people who are like, no, you don't understand, her DP is busted. It's like...
1: Her DP's fine. It's not
0: invincible!
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Also, her jump you is, like, the strangest cross-up button you've ever seen in your life. Um.
0: Yeah. This woman needs steroids.
1: <laughs> but she has, she has, like, one of the funnier white woman normals in the game. Um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just just going off. Uh, some some great animations on this on this character, and uh, just fun to play, fun to fight. Um, I got I, the best player I fought so far in ranked was an Anila, and uh, it was a, it was they beat me, but it was a great match. And I knew they'd earned it because they were playing fucking Anila. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah oh, there's
0: there's one, one more. more new character. Yeah.
1: Yeah, who is like he's the first DLC character that is out at time of this recording. Uh, uh- no, you're forgetting Grimnir. Oh. Yes. Wait, I thought Grimnir was
0: was I'm pretty sure Grimner is new to this game. Maybe maybe he was added so late that I'm just forgetting him. Let me check that. But I think he wasn't in Hold on.
1: Let me check dust loop.
0: Yeah, he was not in versus.
1: Oh. Well then let's Okay. Well, you've been messing with a little bit of Grimnir.
0: I have. He's he's my secondary. He's my alternate, right? Um Grimner. Is a fun. I feel like uh, he could use a little buff. Uh, F- Grimnir is a fun character who has a very. I mean, the personality wise, he's he's very charming. He's like the like, over dramatic, comic relief. He's a uh, well, character.
1: He, he's a chunie. Um, yeah, yeah. Like he is a chunie who just like also what. So the thing that I always that I find funny about Grimnir... Is um, he is voiced by Megumi Ogata in Japanese, Mm -hmm. um, who plays these sorts of characters all the time. Uh, But also, it's just like on one line, like Grimnir will say something about like say some chuny line about like his right eye or whatever, and then he recognizes it immediately as uncool and then tries to backpedal
0: it's it's very funny the the concept of what if the god of wind was a chuni and you're like but you're the god of wind you don't okay (laughs) you actually Um,
1: have mystical powers
0: (laughs) and yet (laughs) and yet um and i think the the fun thing with him is he is a character who is very... He takes a lot of inspiration, I think, from uh, Bang Shishigami in ways, with uh, his most his most iconic thing, the wind crests. Um, he summons little circles that if he uses his unique button near, plus a direction, because otherwise it's just going to be, you know, uh, a, a different move where he does like a a backwards hop, which is actually really good for escaping situations. Mm-hmm. Um but if he is on top of one of these things, he presses presses Unique in a direction. He just, like, eight-way dashes in that direction. Um, it makes combos very possible that are really, like, stick, sick and stylish. It makes it the fact that he can just suddenly get in on you at any time. He can extend a lot of weird combos. Um, he can, you know, escape the corner really easily if he's prepared. I think the mobility he gets from it is very fun. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, though, he's a fairly standard, like, just kind of a shadow. Honestly, he's got a fireball. He's got a DP. He's got sort of a, a gap closing two one four, um, like slash combo extender. And I think I find him like he doesn't have a meterless reversal, which is like kind of essential in this game, right? Mm. Uh, he has to spend at least fifty meter in order to be safe, and the way the meta has has worked out, that's a that's a big problem for him. And I feel like you don't need to give that to him. I don't think you need to give him a meterless reversal. But I think his his unique abilities are not like oh, are not ridiculous enough to account for him not having that.
1: Right. So they need to give him like you're saying they need to give him like something else to like account for that
0: or just make some one of his tools kind of dumb right like i think there is there's a world in which you make it so that he can use the either he can like i, I guess maybe he can safely create windcrest in the middle of middle of combos i don't think so the animation is too long for that i'm pretty sure um but like i think you need to give him like he can cancel normals with the dash or something
1: Right, like, if he has, like, a Windcrest, like, active, that he'd use that for, like, a cancel or something.
0: Right, because it has to be active, and he has to be on top of it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, if he can, if he could use that, I mean, he he can use that to cancel just, like, like, actually, he can cancel normals, he can't cancel most specials. He can cancel, wait, he can cancel his DP with that? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Maybe I'm just bad. (laughs) 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 That's
1: wild. What? That's kind of wild. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, you know what? Um maybe he's fine. Maybe he's fine. Uh also he has an install that uh it, it it has a timer but mostly it wears off on uses, uh where you can do the like the dash on those like those points without having a point. You don't need the crests. I see. You only get 6 of these, but that's still Still
1: good. a lot. You can still get like one or two dirty mixes off of that.
0: Mm-hmm. But what if he could do it when he was low health and then it was just permanent for the rest of
1: the oh, round? Oh <laughs> boy.
0: That would be extremely toxic. Do not do this.
1: <laughs> Arxis, if you're listening.
0: This game doesn't have negative penalty. You can't give a man to inf- give the man the ability to infinitely run. That's not okay. <laughs> Which, actually, that's interest, just a quick system thing to note. It's, just, it's an Arxis game that doesn't have negative. That's unusual.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, granted, I think that there is, like... The stages of this game tend to be, like... I don't know about you, but it feels like the stages are pretty, like, compact... Um, compared to other, like, Arxis fighting games, even... That you don't really have that much room to run. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, like, what they're anticipating is, like, the... That's what the rave system is for. To, like, if somebody is turtling or trying to run away, you could just, like, smoke them that way.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not like you have everyone has so much air mobility that you can't catch them, you know? Exactly. So.
1: Like... This is one of the rare like anime fighters without like an air dash of some kind, mm-hmm. which I I remember when I remember when we first started playing this game and I was like, "Huh, this is an anime game that doesn't have an air dash. This is weird."
0: I mean, it's trying to be more street fighter'y, right? Which I think yeah. is part of why why it succeeds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, but you're right. There is one more character. DLC one lucilius or lucifer
1: i'm gonna keep it real with you i have not messed with lucilius um he seems very complicated
0: he is pretty complicated um so he has first of all he is his unique mechanic is like he has anytime he uses his skills he levels up his blade level mm-hmm. and blade level it like goes up to i think the, the max is 5 and it c- increases the the, the ability like how often he can use his moves like it lowers the cooldowns on his skills and also makes them do more damage um so he that like please spam your specials uh which is kind of wild mhm he has like he doesn't have ex flashes. None of his moves do. If he doesn't ex, it doesn't do an ex flash, which is interesting, right? He has some very good fireballs. He has a really like obnoxious like teleport grab, mm. um, and just uh, also just a regular teleport where he doesn't grab. He just feels like, he feels like a boss character, right? He is very, like, he reminds you of, like, a PS2 KOF final boss. Yes. Where it's just like, this is a little, like, I'm, you have s- built this so that I don't think he's overpowered, but this is a lot, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you can totally see this character as, like, a more buffed version of this character would be at the end of, like... This would be, like, a secret boss in an arcade run. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And so, I think, like, he is... To be honest, I think he he suffers from that. Not, like, mechanically. I don't know where he is tier list-wise. I have no idea. Right?
1: He hasn't really been out long enough, or at the very least, like, so I've been trying to watch, like, you know, pro footage of this game, um, Mm -hmm. like, TNS does, like, weekly tournaments, um, Wazd also does, like, weekly tournaments, and I don't think Lucilius has really been used in those, but that could just be a matter of people haven't had the time or the interest to, like... See what the character's potential is,
0: I wonder how much of it is interest, right mm-hmm. um because, like even if you have the fuck I mean, it is kind of fun for grand blue fans because, as we talked about on our grand blue number podcast, this is not this is a character who has had a guest appearance in a grand blue like anniversary event. He is not a character you can get in the gotcha um one imagines that will change because they've put him in a fighting game now. And so he's a character who's tied into the lore of like Belial and Beelzebub and Sandalfin. Yeah. Um, And so probably there are people who would be fans of him, but like, again, I think this is somewhat a victim. I don't know. Victim might be a little strong, but a consequence of how people in this game playing this game, really attached to their their mains, right? Mm-hmm. And so this new weirdo comes out, and you're like, all right, you know, if someone tells me he's top tier, I mean, I'd love to win a tournament, but otherwise, like, I'm good over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a game that, like, I, I I think at, like, when I watched Top 8 at Frosty's, there was only one person who, who ever did a character switch. Like... Mm. It's, like, very frequently, I think, a lot of the players are just, like, they find their character and they stick with them.
0: And, like, I mean, it's it's also because it's early days and these things haven't been figured out enough to make it this punishing, but, like, you're seeing quite a few Ladiva mains. Ladiva, like almost every grappler in every fighting game, is bottom tier, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that people are playing Ladiva anyway... And, like, loyally sticking to them? It's like, no, because they like this character, and they care about that. It's like, people, most people don't care about Zankeef like that. I'm sorry, homie. It's true, they don't.
1: Snake Eyes certainly does, but, you know. That's yeah. Snake Eyes at But you were able on. to
0: name a single player person as an example. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, I think it helps that, like... So Ladiva did get um some buffs in this. Um she she got some like the old. Ult- I think she's benefited the most from the ultimate system. Like mm-hmm. um because now she just has so many more options to like like she like her grabs have gotten like a lot more dangerous. Her headbutt is like also like forward moving and it's like I think a lot of the reasons why, like, grapplers tend to be, like, bottom tier is also, like, it does require that interest and devotion to that character to, like, really make them cook, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like, in a lot of online tournaments I've watched, you'd have, like, Uber Cheesecake, who is a La Diva main, just showing up in top eight, like, fairly frequently.
0: I think it's a large a large part of the problem for Ladiva is that right now the the start the game's meta in the early days is like as we as we've mentioned uh invincible reversals and like fast normals and 66L pressure Ladiva doesn't have any of that. Mhm. Uh Ladiva really struggles to get people off of her and to like convincingly pressure pressure them for too long and i think like people are making it work through like you know practice and good reads right but um unless the unless the meta changes uh, she's going to need buffs in order for that to work out long term
1: and she's already pretty buff well i mean muscle wise anyway
0: <laughs> you're not wrong but that's what that's what i've got on characters um obviously we have we have uh, a couple more characters coming uh that we know about Mm -hmm. but uh, you know talk about that in a bit
1: yeah let's let's like talk like about like some of the way like let's talk about some of the other modes because there's more than just like one-on-one fights in this game yeah yeah
0: um i think here i have a question for you sure have you played a single game of Grand Blues Le- Grand Brews Legends?
1: Not for lack of trying. Right? I, I can't get any fucking games of this.
0: <laughs> I When it started, I think it was like... When it started, I believe that mode was popping off. And then people were like, yeah, but it's a fighting game. I'm here for the fighting. And they all moved on. Whereas I'm here like oh shit I gotta record a podcast on this I better try this mode that I keep putting off because I want to play the fighting no one's here <laughs> I,
1: keep, I I would I would like earlier this morning and then also like a couple days ago because I was in the same boat as you I was like okay I guess I better try out this mode that they advertised right which is basically just supposedly a Fall Guys style it's like, like
0: Mario Party Fall Guys yeah, yeah.
1: um but I'll just hit mat, you know, make a match, and just just sit there for five to ten minutes, and then I'm like, okay, bored now. I'm gonna go play the game that I bought.
0: Yeah, I I it's I don't like.
1: I I'm glad I it exists. It.
0: I'm, I'm glad it exists, and I also I super understand. Like I'm part of the problem, right? I am not booting up this game to play Grand Blue a grand blue's legends that's not why I'm here to play grand blue right um so I understand however I'd like to try it
1: <laughs> maybe if it was like a like can free players also play grand blue's legends
0: grand blue rising free version let's see um Okay, well this... This is this is why... Oh, bring back the old internet, you motherfuckers. <laughs> bring back the old internet! Bring it back. <laughs> fucking SEO fucking optimized shit that doesn't know the answer to questions, but, like, steals all the top spots anyway.
1: Love it. Love to live in a healthy environment for the internet. Okay, it doesn't really matter. It's just that, like, what does matter is that uh yes. Oh it is available. Okay then. Yes. I...
0: Hmm. We okay, we need to see if we can get our friends to play on the free version so that we can get a game
1: going. How many people do you need to get a game of Grand Brews Legends going? I don't know, I've never played it. <laughs> Yeah, I me mean, neither. I I have had friends who apparently have been able to get matches, and I don't know if that's like, am I matching at the wrong time of day? Am I just? I mean, like...
0: I'm I'm definitely I'm matching in the morning before podcasts, so <laughs> maybe I need to try at night when people are around. But
1: but I if nothing else though, like I remember when uh Rising was announced and they started playing, like showing trailers and like announcements, and. I think it's really cool that this sort of thing exists because that kind of ties into the open lobby system of um Grand Blue Legend- uh, nah, oh, Legends uh not oh Grand Blues Legends, uh Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising is because like I only recently found this out. Did you know that there are other places to explore in the open lobby than just the arcade machines and the game center in the back?
0: I've heard it hinted at, but I haven't I haven't done any exploring.
1: You can't, like, there's no, just, like, there's crane games, like, in there that you can play, right? Like, if you go off to the left, there's, like, a soccer field, um, kind of, like, Arxis games have done this before, where, like, their open lobby has, like, some sort of, like, mini game that you can just kind of get into. Like, in Exard lobbies, you could kick around a soccer ball, um, which, that's fun. But in the open lobby of this game, um you can't like there's a big ship to explore there's like you hit a trampoline and there are like little subset islands with their own little arcade machines as well so if you really want to have a private match an open lobby it's there
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: like it's hard to find and it's like that's kind of neat like as a I saw a dude playing as, like, who had Gran as their avatar, just, like, standing on a light pole. Like, (laughs) 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 just standing there. Um, It feels bad
0: to have Arxis's insistence on, like, physical lobbies
1: vindicated, but (laughs) I do think it's actually pretty good. It's because Strives was so fucking bad. (laughs) Like.
0: But, like, you know. What else was bad? Like fucking, I, there was you know they were doing very similar shit in Blaze Blue Cross Tag. It was worthless. It was annoying. I feel like the difference is that they've they've done a combination of making it streamlined enough, and then giving it enough personality that it feels like there is merit to walking around. Mm-hmm. It feels like the act of walking up to a machine. Is, is like, you know, I understand there are going to be people who are like, why don't we just have a system where it's just a menu that's faster? Like, I get it, and I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, when when it's like, Kyrie is a slight roast of my friend Kyrie. Kyrie, after switching to Snackbox, is having trouble with some player two-side inputs, right? Mm-hmm. And when it's like, okay, let's let's switch player sides after a couple of after a couple of games and we very it's very quickly but we stand up and we get we move machines it's like oh that feels different than just hitting a switch
1: yeah it feel it's like it adds a certain verisimilitude to the whole like affair mm. which is a lot of fun like like you said like we have to have our characters stand up and switch sides on the cabinet like that's kind of cute like yeah, in theory, it would be better if it was a menu that was just like, oh, you hit a button and it determines which side you're on. But it is kind of fun to like, you know, have like have your characters running around and emoting and having to get up off the cabinet. That being said, there I do have a little bit of beef with its spectator system where like mm. it is unclear in in private rooms. There's just like a, there's just this like guest book looking thing that you walk up to so you could spectate the match. But in the open lobbies, they don't have that. So you have to like overlap your character with one of the characters on the player cab to like spectate their match, which feels unnatural. Like Uh all the pairs of cabinets should just have like an ability to just walk up to the side of it and then just hit spectate because that's what you want to do.
0: I mean, and I do get, like, again, if you're trying to go for the verisimilitude, you want the, like, oh, you're peering over the shoulder of someone on the cabinet, but, like, mm-hmm. you're making this, like, there accommodations need to be made for for the practicality of this.
1: Right, and also, it should be consistent across, like, you know, modes. Yeah, that too. Huh.
0: Uh, other modes in this game worth noting. I mean, obviously, it's got versus, it's got arcade mode, it's got a training mode, and we'll talk about some of its training features. Uh, The story mode from uh, Blue Fantasy Versus Returns, obviously there's new stuff, but it is Mm -hmm. at the
1: end. I... So I poked around with the story mode. Um, Me too, So, real quick, like, arcade mode is interesting where... um, you actually pick your first combat, like the first like character you fight, um, mm-hmm. and then also one thing that's kind of neat is that when you are progressing through the arcade ladder, you can actually dial in your own difficulty. Um, you don't have to like pick like easy, medium, or hard without playing the game. You can just like you you do have the first match where you have to pick like oh how difficult you want this fight to be, but then after each subsequent fight. It gives you an option, like, okay, then e- you can have an easy Onri fight, a medium grand fight, or an extreme, like, Belial fight, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is, like, that's that's cool.
0: It's kind of a it's, a, it's a bit of a trend that has happened. Like, I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters had this. Some of the Gundam Extreme Versus games have this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, It's a more modern arcade fighter thing. But it is, you know, worth noting. It's a good feature.
1: But, um, story mode is, like, story mode, they basically turned the game into a beat-em-up. Yeah. From what I have experienced. Uh,
0: For better and for worse.
1: Yeah. Because, so I got up through, like, I think the end of, like, chapter one or something of story mode. Um, and it just didn't really, like, click for me. Because okay so the setup is like is telling its own it's telling its story it's telling a kind of I think an alternate take of like the first major arc of the Grand blue gotcha game if I recall I I mean
0: this is I believe a new arc that they're telling
1: hmm.
0: uh, Catalina in the main I mean I've only played through like chapter 50 or something of Grand blue Fantasy. Um, Catalina doesn't get brainwashed amnesia This is, we're on OVA Island
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah Where like, because that's like the big Like, oh, like that initial um hook is sort of like Oh, why is Catalina suddenly not on our side anymore? And that's supposed to be the impetus for the story Because at some point you see Belial Like menacingly floating in the sky And it's like, oh, he must be up to something Um, but yeah, they turn it into a, so I, I don't know about you, but I feel like one of the things story modes can do for a single player fighting game or a single player mode in a fighting game is that it can be a teaching tool for the main game, right? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm and i don't know if that was necessarily their intent it seems to be that that was kind of their intent because they're trying to teach you different mechanics but also none of the mechanics from this single player mode like almost none of it could really transfer over to playing proper grand blue
0: yeah i mean i think they they do some like teaching of like you know, like, oh, you know, here's how to block high, here's how to block low, these are faster attacks. Um, one thing that is nice is they have, like, tutorializing enemies where, like, there's a combo counter on them. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't have a certain amount of HP. You need to do a combo that does six hits to kill me, right? Right. Um. But, I don't know. It's, like, it very quickly turns into, like, I mean, it's interesting, right? But, like, you get to your first boss fight, and it's like, okay, this is all the stuff we've ever c- complained about of f- single-player fighting games teaching you bad habits, right?
1: hmm Yeah, um, because, sorry. like, instead of having an opportunity... Like, the first major boss... Like, the first boss fight that I ran into was Catalina, and you would think that would be the time for, like, the single-player arcade mode to, like, take the, you know, training weights off and be like, okay, fight this, do this CPU battle, Right? But it doesn't Mm. work like that. It works like, you know, Catalina now has, like, a larger life bar, but you are basically, like, you're doing mechanics where it's like, okay, you do enough damage, and then a knockdown happens, and now you gotta do your super to, like, finish her off. And It's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I... I can't imagine I'll ever get very far in the mode, just because it's not, like...
1: It's not what you're here for.
0: It's not what I'm here for, and they haven't convinced me to be here for it, right? Because, like, of course, there are, it's always going to be the case that I come to fighting games for the fighting game mode, right? But, like, I know this was before I was serious about fighting games, but, like, Soul Calibur 3 is, like, you know, like, Chronicles of the Sword mode, where you're, like, creating a character with, like, RPG progression, was interesting. And I was like, this is cool. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play a character who I literally could not play as in Versus because there are movesets you cannot use in in the, you know, Versus mode. You could convince me to get into and care about this, but it's not what they've been doing.
1: No, That, and it's like... This is one of those things where also for me... I do not necessarily have an attachment to, like, the lore or stories that Granblue is telling. Like, I like the individual characters, and I like what I learn about them as, like, funny asides, I guess. But I'm not someone... Like, there are people who care about, like, the story that Blue is telling. I don't necessarily care for the story.
0: <laughs> sure. I There are things I care about, but... I mean, like, somewhat, there are things in my time that have interested me. They involve characters who haven't been put in this game. So.
1: Yeah. Anyway. But when you do want to, like, be serious about, like, playing the actual game, there's actually a lot of really good teaching tools in this game. Yeah. The tutorials, like... The tutorials are quite good. One of the things I want to shout out is, like, they have character-specific tutorials about, like, hey, you're playing this character. Here's, like, one aspect that they are particularly good at and why you would want to play this character. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's great because, like, I think one of the things that is hard for people getting into fighting games is like finding a character that they can gel with or just like they'll play a character and wonder, okay, why should, why should I care? Or Uh why should I want to play them? And I don't know. I, I think about like, I already know the type of characters I like to play as, but I did appreciate like, um, like for example, uh, Jennifer, she played like, she plays Zeta. And in, like, the character-specific tutorial for Zeta, it teaches you a mix-up tool, like, very plainly and simply. And it's like, this is why you would want to use this character in this particular scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and, by golly, she started doing it.
0: <laughs> and it also teaches you the other side of the equation, right? Like, you can do—there are, there are challenges, little uh, tutorials they have where it's like, okay, you're fighting Gran— Gran is going to Grans love to throw fireball how do you dodge the fireball and get in and punish him right Mm -hmm. sort of like teaching you how to deal with specific tools that characters will probably be using and approaches that they have um i also really appreciate like if you uh like go into like the the pause menu um at least in tutorial mode i you know you can't pause online um you can see, like, okay, here are your here's your move list, of course, and it's, it's better than a lot of them as far as telling you what something is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, like, if you tab over, it has, like, a quick, like, okay, if you want to anti-air, this is your go-to. If you want to get off me, this is your go-to. If you're pressuring, this is your go-to. And on character select, you can press a button to just see the inputs for your specials.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is really thoughtful for people who are, you know, swapping a bunch and trying new
1: things. Exactly. Because like one of the joys like the one of the joys of fighting games for me is like getting a new game and jumping around to a bunch of different characters to kind of figure out like what their deal is or playing around with them. But it is frustrating to like get a match going and then immediately, you know, both players are hitting start to like, okay, what are my moves? Having it just be in the character select to kind of tell you, like, okay, here are the moves that you can do, perfect, that's great, because it's, like, it gives me just enough information to get started. Mm-hmm. But then there's all, and then there's also, like, once you have a character that you particularly like, they have, like, combo trials, like, built in, which combo trials are not, like, a new feature in, like, fighting games, like like almost every fighting game like at least in the modern age has been using these but like i think what, what like they what they've done here is particularly smart is because they they don't just lay out the combo trial they also kind of like with the moves tell you why you want to use it
0: well and also they like you saw a bunch of people commenting on this when the game launched is like oh like people who play seriously were like These combo trial combos are, like, surprisingly practical, right? They're not completely optimal. But, like, very often combo trials are trying to show you what is possible, but, like, kind of take a Harada approach to it, frankly, Mm -hmm. right? Where they're like, this is a bad combo. But it shows you what is possible, so you can come up with your own combos. And it's like, okay, but someone's just going to look up what's a good combo and do that combo. I appreciate you're trying to give me freedom of expression but this isn't fucking oil paints and canvas it's a fighting game
1: <laughs> yeah just tell me just tell me what i need to like tell me what i need to do to get the most out of this character at this particular point in time
0: and so like the you know you can do better combos than are in the combo trials but if you go into online and you're doing those tr- combos and you're doing them right quite effective quite useful
1: yeah i got basically to I got to like the rank that I'm at just basically doing the like simple combos that this game has taught me like I have since learned new ones and tried experimenting with my own but like I don't know it's just like great at the beginning to just have like here is a practical like here is a practical combo for you to use here's why you would use it and here's what it takes to do it and also just like they do the thing that like previous arxis games do which is like they show you each individual step and then they quiz you on it and it's like it lets you like it certainly made me feel more confident going into online knowing that like okay now i have this combo down and i can do it like consistently
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's it's really well laid out. Um I think if I have a criticism, it's like a criticism of just like of how this can be better. I don't think they fucked up, but it's like this game has so many different teaching tools and I think the flow between them is a little unwieldy and unclear, right? Like they could improve being like, okay, you've done this, you should now be working on this, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just has a whole bunch of books for you to read, and you don't know what book you should be reading at what time, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, and that's just, like, that's just been a problem with, like, finding games for a long time is how they actually teach players how to play the game. Um,
0: This isn't something, like, this particular problem that I'm mentioning isn't something that someone else has done
1: better yet, you know? Yeah, I will say I wish it did have um, I kind of wish it had the combo recipe system that was in Strive. Like, that would be nice to also have. Just so that, like, the advantage of having, like, combo recipes, like, like, the advantage there isn't even necessarily to have, like, the recipe, but also just have the in built-in like system mechanics to show you, like the individual steps and like tell you which step you're screwing up on, basically, instead of just looking at combos on Dust Loop and hoping you get it right.
0: Yeah, I would love to get the the combo like the custom combo thing from uh, from Strive. That's that's definitely a thing that more people should do. But also. I de emphasize it a little bit because the combos here aren't that hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, the combos, the combos of Grand Blue are not that complicated. Like, you needed it in Strive because in Strive, you would have like these multifaceted, like 10 to 15 step combos that you needed to learn. Whereas in this game, you can get pretty far on just going basically medium 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 special medium, medium 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 brave bravery like attack heavy heavy super like that's like most of the combos in this game are relatively like the difference is which super you're doing and when or which mm-hmm. like special that you're doing and ob- like that's not to say every character plays the same that's like far from it like it's actually kind of a clever it's kind of like a testament to like how clever their systems are that almost every character in this game has access to similar inputs and similar like stuff on the same input like almost every character their forward and skill is their anti-air right like Mm. That they can make all these characters feel different to play as, and their combos feel different, even if the bones of it are, like, the same across a lot of the cast.
0: Well, and it's a thing I noted in part one, like, the, the forward and skill being anti-air is just about universal. It's not true on Charlotta, and that's to communicate something to you, right? Which is like, no, you're gonna want this more often than that. <laughs> hmm Yeah. So... I, I do think they, they they use the skill button and the directions very smartly to indicate purpose in a way that's that's very helpful. Uh we have a few other fun features that are just sort of like neat things they tossed in. Um, the figure studio is a model viewer. Um, there's you can level up your character, and unlock new skins and and weapons for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you're double my level at this point.
1: Something like that. Not that it like, really means anything, it just means I've been playing a lot more, but like it all, it doesn't necessarily, like, combo levels don't not combo levels, um, character levels do not, like like have any benefit besides like, oh, here's a skin, or here's like a different weapon, like, for your character. Like, it doesn't like, you don't get plus five attack or anything like that on your level. It, just like a nice way to keep track of like how much have you played this character, and for me, it's pretty high on Catalina.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means you've got a nice purple uh, rapier that you use. That yeah, pretty... it's
1: it's pretty sick. Um, there's also um, like you can roll the gotcha in this game. Um, I don't necessarily know what it's for. I'd much rather spend my rupees now on the crane game. It's for,
0: it's for, you get, um, my brain stopped for a second. You get weapons to use in, uh, Grand Bruise Legends.
1: Oh, okay. That's why I haven't really messed with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Tell me about
0: the crane game.
1: Crane game is great because that, you can actually get alternate, um, like character colors in it. You can get, um, profile, like things for your profile card, you can get, like, effects for the figure studio, so, like, I unlocked, like, the ability to put a question mark or an exclamation mark above the character's heads in the figure um, viewer. So, you know, in theory, what people can do with the figure viewer is, like, make little, like, just make little fun little images, right? Like, play around around with the posable dolls a little bit, and uh, Mm -hmm. also you can get different poses, and Use different colors there and it's like it's similar to like fishing in um guilty gear strive um but like the crane game is also is much easier to play um it only costs like 50 rupees or whatever which you get those constantly in this game um and also like it refreshes daily
0: uh, where is it on the menu? I've never found this.
1: It's in the open lobby. It is, like, so when you go into the open lobby and you go to the left side of the map, there are crane games. There's also a crane game in the game center, in the back center. Huh. Okay. Alright. I'm interested. One one other feature, um, that's just... You have a partner uh, character in this game mm-hmm. now. Um... And one thing that's like really cool about this like partner system is that the they can actually like they are not just giving like they are giving a lot of the same phrases of like, you know, general praise or just trying to comfort you after a loss like that sort of thing. But these partner characters can also give you specific advice, which is like a really clever use of that system.
0: I haven't seen much of this, because the, the the character I pick generally, generally gives me pretty philosophical
1: advice. Can you give some examples? Sure. Like, um, for example, like, so the character, I, of course, I, I use Gold Ship, which she mostly just gives, like, at first I heard, like, she just gives bad advice, but she mostly just says nonsense things. Like, you know, if you're doing badly, she just say, Oh, we should just play regular Grand Blue on our phone, or, um, things like that. But, like, she'll say things like, Hey, if you're noticing your opponent doing a lot of lows, get on your belly like a penguin. Which is like, throughout the game, it's keeping track of, like, Oh, you got hit by a bunch of low attacks. That means, like, it's the partner is trying to tell you, Hey, you should block low more, or, um, one piece of advice again gold ship will give will be like hey i noticed their attacks are hitting like a hitting a little bit more often it's like well find a meteor attack and hit them back you know Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing and they will also comment on like if you have a win streak or if it's your first win of the day like things like that
0: i see okay uh i mostly use anila uh, who yeah is, is more philosophical about like the merits of like wins and losses and, and streaks and just sort of like okay I see I see you know like it's you know you win some you lose some or like oh it's good to it's good to play sets, you learn a lot about your progress. You know, again much bigger picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Gold will just tell me that she wants uh Yakisoba without oil and extra carrots <laughs>
0: sounds like a horse Yep. we don't only have good things to say though
1: no there is some there's some whack stuff about this game um
0: one of the ones I have seen a few people complain about and there it's obviously just people who, who love the mobile game um the first game came with like a code for some unique costume or something and this one does not like okay I, I can see that why you'd be sad about that fair enough
1: Mhm. Um also like there I think there is like a code but it's only for like there's a code for something else but it's only for PlayStation like um players mm. like if you buy the PS4 or PS5 version um like you get you get some code that you can use in the game but like if you get the PC you don't if you get the PC version you get no such code um which is like Again, not that we particularly care, but like I don't know, I would have it would have been nice like I do have a friend who does play the Grand Blue like fantasy mobile game a lot. It's like I would I would give it to them.
0: Yeah. But I, I you know, it's it's not the biggest thing, right? Um The bigger thing probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. is the pricing on this.
1: Yeah, so the price is, so it for this game there is we mentioned that there is the free edition which is like that on one hand is actually kind of cool to have this in um where okay there is a trial version that lets you interact with players from the main version but you just have fewer characters that you get to play as right mm-hmm. um um but the pricing for like the standard edition and ultimate editions stuff is pretty like whack.
0: <clears throat> so the the base game is fifty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Understandable.
1: Understandable. Have a nice day.
0: <laughs> the deluxe edition is 75 bucks, which is like Okay, I mean, I That's pushing it, but like I guess like 20 bucks more is not that unreasonable for the version that includes the season pass. I guess that's still pretty expensive, but mm-hmm. all right. Sure. Um but the character pass is $35. Now that is 10 bucks more than buying the deluxe edition and that doesn't get you everything.
1: No, it does not.
0: If you actually want to get everything, you have to get the deluxe character pass. Now, the difference is costumes and colors, but as we've discussed on part one, we need to rid ourselves of the mindset that those things don't matter. We can say they don't matter as much, but they still matter. Right. And that is $50. It is the full price of the game over again.
1: That sucks. Like... That, it's like, if nothing else, it is very clearly, is a, clearly a pricing tactic to get you to spend more money than you wanted to up front, and then also getting you to spend more money than if you do the sensible thing where it's like, you don't know how much you are going to enjoy this game, so you buy, like, the base level, like, pack, and then you... Then have to pay more for like, oh, suddenly you care about this game and want to get the other characters or costumes or whatever, which like you said, like costumes are part of the game. They are like to ser- like I have like dress up is part of play, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just frustrating, you know, at the very least, it's not like. Like, the one, like, thing about the pricing log will say is that, like, at the very least, it doesn't penalize you for, like, getting the free version and then you have to pay a bunch of money, but, like, you know, and your saves, like, transfer, I believe. Like it, if, it, it
0: doesn't try and do some, like, Rainbow Six Siege shit where you can start the game for free, but then if you try and buy up to retail, they give it to you piecemeal to make it much more expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. But even the, like, whole thing about the, like, this is like a small issue but like it just feels like it's a frustrating one yeah it's predatory it's the fact that like free players can't use private room matches like they just can't which is like i you're already limiting them to what characters they can use anyway i don't see why this is here
0: i mean i i get it like Okay, let's say you are a person who likes playing Gran. If you have the private rooms and you have Gran, why would you ever buy this game? Like, I I do see that there is a... a, a for them, there is a problem. Obviously, I mean, there's the classic, like, listen, their problems are not my problems. Right? Yeah, their problems aren't like, my problem. I do understand the limitations of the free version, and I don't want to be too like. W- you know, we didn't get a free version of Guilty Gear. We didn't get a free version of the first Grand Blue. We didn't get a free version of Dragon Ball. I don't want to kvetch too much about a big step in the right direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Because like, this is a thing that more fighting games need to adopt if they want to, honestly, like reach like you know more like a wider audience is, like, and I I will say, like, I'm fetching about, like, that one aspect of it. On, like, on the whole, I think the free version is a good idea, especially with, like, the character rotations that they do is pretty smart. Um, it's a better, in some ways, than, like, um, Killer Instinct 2013 also had a free edition, which, um, was just, like, one character on rotation. Um... Which is fine, you know, like they were all they were kind of experimenting and that was in 2013, Mm -hmm. you know, like the fact that I can name like two games that have a free version and they are basically a decade in release apart, like, you know, yeah, more fighting games should have a way for you to not necessarily commit like commit to like money up front ...to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. But the pricing on all that DLC stuff is pretty horrendous.
0: It's pretty shitty. Um, and then that's atop of the fact that they're doing season passes. right? Battle passes, I should say. They're doing season passes and battle passes.
1: <laughs> right. Um, Which battle passes, at the very least, like... They are... They're cheaper than battle passes in other games, but still, it's like, you're doing this, like, thing. So, the battle pass in this game is, like, like other battle passes in other games, is that there's a free track, and there's also a paid track. And the paid track is roughly around $6, something like that, and it's full of skins and, like um music tracks and weapons and at the end of the battle pass there is like a unique character skin
0: mm-hmm um it seems like they're following the next that that pattern for the next one as well the other problem though is that the free battle pass runs out of shit pretty quick yep. like most of the levels don't have anything on the free battle pass you get 20 levels of stuff out of 60 and in the next 40 it's just like nope pay or it's pointless <laughs> and of course the stuff they're giving away is not particularly compelling, but that's, you know, that's, that's as, as it goes. I understand, Right. but it is a little frustrating to me that I will probably buy every battle pass and they don't even like this first battle pass has nothing for me. Right. There is, I could use, I could now use the title. I've been a Charlotte main since day one. I don't find that particularly meaningful but like
1: you have been a charlotte maid since day one though it's to be true clear.
0: <laughs> i have um since day one of the day one since it's the beta for for original verses but it is however like there are no cosmetics for my character in this it is mostly titles or gotcha tickets for the mode that neither of us can fucking get into mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I just... I mean... I think you could try a little harder. If you're gonna milk me for more money anyway, I wish I'd get more for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say, though, it is, like... It seems like if this is the, like, path that has to be taken in order to, say, fund alternate costumes in general, because, like, in Ar- for Arxis fighters, typically, because of the way they animate... In the way they like model these characters, they really don't have that. Like, I I've watched some behind the scenes stuff on like how they capture the look of like the games that they make, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like like Street Fighter can kind of get away with this because of the way Capcom uses their engine to basically put in clothes on the character skeleton, right? it is not like it's still an ask it's still a developmental ask to be clear but when you have like for arxis fighters using in 3d engines are adjusting individual lighting on like the way like light refre- like reflects off of like the clothing of a character right like mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to make an alternate costume and as such we haven't had a lot of alternate costumes for characters um in like many of their games and this is the start of maybe getting that because again it's part of the dress up and also part of Grand Blue Fantasy the mobile game is like getting alternate versions of the same character
0: mhm yeah um, I think it's, I think it's a big, like, as you say, if it's a way for this to happen when it hasn't, like, in, um, fucking, uh, Dragon Ball, what did, all we got was short hair Videl,
1: I think? You got short hair, you got, like, short hair and long hair Videl, those were the two options, like, that was the only character with an alternate costume, like.
0: Mm-hmm, and of course it was mostly the same. As her hair changed, and I believe Great Man changed. But um, I I would love to see more costume options, for sure. I, If this is the way it has to be, I guess that's fine. And it isn't like, I mean, I have not... Let me fire up the game real quick and see where I am on the battle pass. I assume you've probably finished it by now, right?
1: I, I have finished it by now, I guess.
0: Without paying any money. I mean, you probably had to buy the premium pass. I bought,
1: pass, I bought the it. premium pass, but yeah, I, I I, got through it.
0: I believe it came out and it was a 60-day battle pass, so keep that in mind when we say how much time is left. Uh, one thing to criticize about this game.
1: Another thing, yeah. Uh, how long
0: it takes to connect to the server! Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. It's ah, not as bad as Strive at launch, but it's still pretty fucking bad.
0: We're clearly using similar code. Just sitting here waiting to connect so I can continue the podcast. Not editing any of this out. If you want me to edit it out, fucking fix it. Or pay me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I am level 38 with nine days left. I probably, without paying, will not make it.
1: How much is it for levels?
0: Okay, to purchase... uh, All the levels right now, if I purchase 22 levels, that is... uh, What a weird number. It is 1210 yen, $8 basically. About $8 for about 20 levels. So, you could say about 4 for 10.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is not super cheap, but... I mean, it, it, I guess to do the math the other way, right? If you're not playing the game, it is $60 to do the battle pass. That's a lot
1: yeah and battle passes are built on fomo like that's like unless unless this thing like the only the only game that has like to me respectable battle passes is of all things like the halo master chief collection because it once it has retroactive like you can work on previous battle passes like once a battle like if there is a particular battle pass of with stuff that you wanted, you can go back to the previous ones they've released, and play them and get the stuff on there without necessarily having to pay.
0: Yeah, uh, that would be cool.
1: Yeah, but who knew a game based off of a gotcha game would have predatory monetary practices, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, go figure. Go
1: fucking figure.
0: I guess we should feel grateful it's not worse.
1: Yeah, but it could be a whole lot better. It could be a whole lot better. Um bit, yeah. of, a, bit of a downer. Let's let's look at like there are some things coming down the pipeline, though, mm-hmm. for this game.
0: Uh yeah, we got uh John Cena Zeta. That's right. Uh it's a it's a battle pass skin where she's like wearing, yeah, jorts, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, she's not. No, I'm misremembering. She's not wearing jorts at all. Oh, I pulled it up. I'm just completely wrong. She's wearing a nice bomber jacket with sunglasses, and then she's got, like, a, a tank top and a short skirt. But, you know, it looks fun. That's mm-hmm. fine.
1: Yeah. Also, um... It... Let's see. Okay, I found the image. Um currently in the let'm gonna share this with you as well um they have announced four characters out of six um mm-hmm. one of which we already got Lucilius and two one B of which will, we
0: actually care about
1: <laughs> uh 2B will be added um by the time I won't I don't want say by the time this one comes out but by the time this comes out it'll probably be less than a week
0: it should be the same day. It should be the same day this comes out.
1: Um. Because,
0: they... uh, <clears throat> behind the scenes, folks. Uh, we're recording on the 15th. Um. Oops, the anime gets Monday, so this gets Tuesday. That's the 20th.
1: Oh, okay. Um. And then there's two other characters that they've since announced, Vane and Beatrix. Um. And those will be coming out in April and May, respectively, um that will be it it seems like they're on a decent pace for this stuff because by october of this year there will be two more characters on top of that yeah Um, now they keep saying like also new in-game features that's just a tease we don't know exactly what feature it will be um Mm -hmm. maybe it'll be a combo recipe who knows
0: who knows who knows uh we'll get more battle passes obviously We'll uh, we get more story, more Grand Blues Legends modes that you can't play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe when they update with like a new game mode or something, it'll cause enough people for us to actually get matches.
0: <laughs> or maybe they could just honestly, if they can give us a way to trigger it from a private room, yeah, that'd be all right.
1: That'd be but... all right. Yeah more story mode stuff like i don't know they 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 are adding a lot in this first like season of stuff mm-hmm. like six characters is a lot
0: <laughs> and i'm really encouraged cuz it seems like people care right like that's when the game came out originally as we as we've described the timing couldn't have been worse it had mm-hmm. bad net code and the, it, it was right as covid started where the net code suddenly mattered more than ever. And so it just didn't it didn't take off also Evo got canceled, the Evo that it was going to be in.
1: Um but now since since recording like the Evo lineup for this year has been announced and Granblue Blue is in the in the lineup on yeah. the main stage. Um also like in some of the tournaments I've been following some of the tournament scenes like the the w a s d like open grand blue participant had like had a stacked bracket of over two hundred people like for an online tournament on the east coast <laughs> like it is one of those things where it's like this game has been given a new life um and that's exciting
0: yeah uh it's been it's been encouraging to, to see had the response to it and uh, I am I am hopeful it continues going forward because I, I want to see I want to see this game do well I want to see this game get to have its meta develop and have it be built out though you know it is also we do have the like the problem these days the live service problem of being addicted to new content right, right. like I like what's here I'll keep playing what's here I'm happy for new stuff, but it doesn't need to be a thing, you know?
1: Exactly. If nothing else, like, I'm really happy with what is out now. And also that despite so, some, like, hiccups that we've had with the netcode is, like, the netcode is, like, much better than it was. And I feel like a game with, like, like, the reason why netcode is so important is that, like, so that years from now, when, like, people have moved on to the next big thing, right? When people have not necess- not it's that the game is dead, but not as popular, it means that as long as you find one other person who is passionate about that game, you can play matches with them, right? Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I am really happy with, like, the state of just how many characters are in, how many characters are going to be added, and you know, there's a bright future ahead for this game that just had the roughest possible start, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, here's here's hoping for a brighter tomorrow. And a battle pass with some fucking good costumes there. Listen, those ones are fine, but I don't play these characters.
1: You want you want like Grand Ascension like charlotta right or whatever
0: what grand charlotta would be great i mean so far i think they're doing costumes that don't exist in the game so i think they're not gonna do that but like it's, give me something uh you can, and it doesn't have to be for charlotta it could be another character i enjoy playing i'm not gonna play zeta i'm not gonna play narmaya they're not for me But you know, as long as the, the I, I, I say this mostly because I worry because a lot of my experience of playing a live service game where they're rolling out costumes mm-hmm. is, for example, Dota 2. Right. Um Dota 2 has been out for more than a decade and there are characters who don't have any cosmetics in it. Because they pick favorites, and they find, like, oh wait, people really buy them when we do them for this character, and they just ignore other characters. And it's like, this stuff sucks. Don't do that.
1: Yes, please don't do that. I'm looking right now at a Earth Empire Lieutenant Catalina costume. That'd be okay for me. I'd be okay with this. It's pretty cool.
0: it's a fun look. She looks a little Corsair-y to me.
1: A little bit, but I do love the flowing skirt. That's like a cool like mm-hmm. aspect.
0: Well we'll see what they do, I suppose. We'll see. But uh I think I think that's it for our thoughts on Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. Uh I guess next time we'll probably be us back with Tekken 8, though maybe Uni2 will manage to slip in. I don't know. We'll Who see. knows?
1: We'll see. Um,
0: you listening at your podcast feed? As the title of the next episode is like, <laughs> Capcom versus SNK two princesses
1: again. <laughs> did you see that Dog Dog Never Die got like a got like a sequel?
0: I, I did see that. I'm okay. I'm good out here. Thanks, fam. <laughs> Kyrie, where can people find you on the internet if they if they they appreciated you here and they're like, let's hear more of that girl?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Kyrie A. Page on Twitter or co-host Kyrie A. Page without the A in the middle. Um, and of course, my podcasting work, writing work, all that can be found on skinlinemedia.com.
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter or co-host at 6 S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Before anyone's, uh, my DMs are open for any questions, comments, you know, listener feedback. Before anyone does, I, I fact check myself. Technically, every character in Dota 2 has a cosmetic. Some of them basically don't, though, right? Like, let's be real with ourselves. They don't there's not really anything for IO. You can turn him into the companion cube from a portal. Thanks, but Thanks, like, let's guys. fucking talk. All right. Um, anyway, and like Kyrie, my work can be found at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com. Uh, we'll be back with more fighting games until then. Peace out.
1: See ya.